Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. You're listening to the Inside Connection on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Craig Martin here with your my co-host, your your co-host of the show, Christina Martin. Welcome to the show, Christina. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm your co-host. I'm everybody's co-host. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> That's a good introduction. Exactly. <laughs> <Freudian> slip. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's always good. Always good. And we had a lovely guest last week, uh, Emily Farr from New York City, who we talked about Pilates and fitness in Sagittarius. We're going to deepen our um, understanding and our conversation about Sagittarius tonight, because this past Monday, there was a total eclipse of the sun, which didn't really make very big news. You know, didn't really make very big headline news because, number one, it was happening in South America the total eclipse was visible from Chile and Argentina and also because the electoral college met on Monday. And so that really overshadowed, no pun intended, um, Mm -hmm. the solar eclipse that we had. Yeah. I mean, interesting times on Monday. I saw a couple little clips of people like getting very excited and cheering loud, big gatherings of people, which, you don't see too much these days now, but you know, obviously down in South America, in when Chile. right when, yeah, right when the the moon, you know, Totality. makes that ring of fire, so cool, so beautiful. Yes. Yeah, the last one that we had was in the United States, and that one was really profound. That was the one that went through um, from Seattle. Actually, it traveled all the way to I think uh, South Carolina, Georgia. And um, we ended up going up and seeing that. We were in a really cool little space somewhere in the Wyoming, Nebraska area of the country. And, um, yeah, it's a beautiful, amazing thing to see. It's so cosmically perfect, so harmonious. Mm. So there's so much union in that moment when you think about the fact that the earth and the sun and the moon are placed at such a perfect distance from each other that when you look up at the sun or the moon, they're roughly both about, say, the size of a nickel or a dime, and that both of them are the same size from the Earth's point of view. They're placed so that the moon can go directly over the sun in such a way that it's almost exact, but just enough to cover the entire disk of the sun so much that it kind of blocks out. Like if the moon was closer to the earth, then it would be much bigger, right? If the, if the moon in our sky was the size of a grapefruit and the, the sun was the size of a nickel, then mm-hmm. the moon would just, yeah, it would eclipse the sun, but it wouldn't be dramatic or interesting really, because it would just cover the sun and you wouldn't see much. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, I think the fact that the sun and the moon are what you call relatively the same size from the earth's perspective is one of those miracles of, you know, consciousness or divinity or something like that. You know, it's one of those things where that it's too random to be an accident. (laughs) It's 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 too random. It's so interesting, too, because we get, you know, I mean, and we get like light from both of those, right? We call those the luminaries in astrology. So we get, they do different things for us, but we live by them, right? We're awake during the day, 
with the sun and then we are, you know, sleeping at night with the moon, like the moon mm-hmm. puts us to sleep. So yeah, very important, very important to us on earth. And an eclipse cycle, you know, is about unification and a direction of energy. So there's a direction of energy in the, in Sagittarius because that's where we had the eclipse on Monday was a 23 degrees Sagittarius for all the listeners that each sign has 30 degrees. And so this was at 23 degrees Sagittarius, a very particular, but astrology is that way. There's the math of astrology. Each one of us will have that eclipse happening at a specific point in our own chart. So we all have a natal chart And if you plot the eclipse of the sun, the total eclipse of the sun somewhere onto your natal chart, you would find out the direction that the eclipse is pulling your life. And they say maybe for a few months temporarily, you you look at it in accordance with other transits that you're having to determine how it's going to to affect you. But the the broadest uh, meaning of it would be that it brings a level of higher truth because that's Sagittarius. Mm, yeah, I love that. The higher truth bit. That's kind of what our running theme has been for the past couple of shows, talking about Sagittarius and um, the wisdom and perspective that we can gain with that sign and it being at the end of the year, which also is a good time to, uh, you know, gather up the truth of what this year was for you in, you know, in particular personal individual level. So um, that's really interesting. And I really like to, yeah. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, gather up the truth and move forward. Like Uh gathering up of the truth, the fact that this eclipse is happening on the 14th of December and and we're so near the end of this incredibly transformative year and gathering up the truth and in what direction does that move you? Where, where does that truth move you to if you're honest about what's going on in your life, if you're taking an inventory? Yeah, I love that because Sagittarius is, you know, our last fire sign the, from Aries to, to Leo to... Um, Sagittarius and you know we have the different symbology with Sagittarius we have that arrow of truth straight out into the universe and focused onto the higher truth of it all where is that arrow going for us it aims our direction it it, it points us in that direction that, that mm-hmm. you know Sagittarius is the archer but there's a Right. There's a there's a meaning for arrows like we've been drawing arrows as doodles since we were little kids in the margins of our paper. We like drawing mm-hmm. arrows. Right. We like drawing arrows mm-hmm. through hearts and making little love things with that. Cupid shoots an arrow and uh-huh. and Sagittarius shoots an arrow and the arrow is pointing you in the direction you're supposed to be going in. So the arrow of truth is saying, like, go this way, follow this direction. And we should all be listening to that, right? The, the the direction of the country now is moved back into the hands of the Democrats. And that's the arrow. That's the arrow of truth. I was going to say that, you know, that eclipse happened right on Donald Trump's moon. Mm-hmm. His, uh, his moon's roughly at around 22 degrees Sagittarius. And again, the eclipse was at 23 degrees. So it's considered very, very close. 
And uh, that would have brought energy back to his childhood, back Mm. to his childhood. So perhaps the whole thing, you know, what you hear in the media about how difficult it is for him to lose and he's incapable of losing and perhaps the actual loss, the electoral college loss on Monday and the fact that he did lose the presidency is, um, is, is, reverberating for him all the way back to his childhood and you know apparently his father was a very strong difficult person who didn't tolerate losing Mm -hmm. so right so the fourth house in people's charts is about unconscious and the places that are maybe we're not really clear about why we feel the way we feel because it was instilled in us by our parents at a very young age and Definitely transits to the fourth house can uh, awaken those feelings, especially those emotional feelings, because it can show us emotional things that we believe in positive and negative, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, like at all costs, losing is bad. You know, that mm-hmm. could be something that was emotionally conditioned into someone. It doesn't have to just be Trump. And then you have this incredible public loss and, um, and then, you know, astrologically, a total eclipse of the sun right on top of it. I think he's been set up for this for a few years because I remember there being an eclipse in Leo right on his ascendant Hmm. a couple of years ago, which is, uh, you know, in old astrology, it's supposed to be, you know, um, the ending of the king. It's supposed to be a sign of the ending of the king. And it was at like 29 degrees Leo and it was right on his ascendant. So there's some evidence astrologically to say that, you know, the cosmos was not really aligned with Trump becoming the global dictator that maybe he fancied himself to be. Wow. So, so I'm sorry, just to reiterate, you said I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up for you. Yeah. Let you take the mic for a second and I'm going to look it up in, yeah, the, in, the, uh, yeah, in the reference book. Right. I, uh, it was very interesting to see that. I mean, part of, uh, you know, moon in Sagittarius, it is somebody who feels emotionally secure by the truth. So I wonder too, if there's a little, um, relief on his part, perhaps the electoral college. I mean, I don't see any of that um, in the news for sure, but um, the truth coming out and in particular in regards to him and his family, which is another, you know, ruler ruled by the moon. So we have family ties here. His whole family is kind of being taken, taken down a pedestal and, um, gaining the perspective of the United States onto them. We really see the truth of how we feel uh, about Trump and his family and his leadership. So a very interesting time. I mean, I always wondered, I saw that coming up for the electoral college and having a solar eclipse right on the day. I thought that the decision was going to be a big one and a seed planted, right? Because that's one of the, Um, bits with having a solar eclipse, the sun and the moon in the same sign, time to plant the seed in the dark and get moving. Right. The interesting thing about eclipse energy is that even though it's incredibly powerful, you're never supposed to really do magic in the eclipse because it's an unharnessable kind of energy because it represents a, it represents a blotting out of the sun. 
So, you know, you, you really don't see the moon and you really don't see the sun either. So mm. both of those energies become a vacuum. And I think while there are certain, you know, rituals and things that you can do to direct energy in specific ways in the solar eclipse, you're not supposed to really mess around with it because it's it's so intense. And so since it has incredible beauty and, and incredible feelings of introspection, like meditating in, in the solar eclipse would be something good and deep um, to be mm. able to go that deeply inside. That would be mm. one positive thing that you could do. But its effect on an individual's chart, say the solar eclipse on Donald Trump's chart, is not necessarily going to be good because he has a lot of issues as a human being. Mm. And you're go- and so that energy is going to bring out the darkness of that. It's going to bring out some of the most dark energies of that side of Sagittarius. Oh, because he has because he has moon in Sagittarius, right? So the the more glib, righteous, know yeah, it righteous. all. That's right. what I was thinking. Like just on this high pulpit, thinking that he has the mm-hmm. word. All of that. Exactly right, like that, and Sagittarius can be like that, and it's sometimes really hard to take that energy down a peg. You know, I have Mars in Sagittarius. I've been dealing with that in myself for you know years, and hopefully I've mastered it. But anyone that's got some Sag in their chart knows that you can put your foot in your mouth. You can really think you know everything. You can really want things to be your way because you're so certain that you are right. And, um, and, and it's the shadow side and it's a real eye opener to have your Sagittarius, the part of Sagittarius of yourself sort of brought down a peg because you're actually Mm. wrong, (laughs) right? (laughs) Anyone, anyone can be wrong, even a Sagittarius. So I found that eclipse, I found that eclipse, Ah. it was, it's super powerful because I remember it because I thought, and at the time we had discussed this many times with within amongst the, our astrology friends and stuff. August of 2017, there was a total eclipse of the sun, and oh. it and and it was that um, it, August of 2017. Great. No, that wasn't the one that happened in Wyoming, because that one happened in. Oh no, this is the one. August yeah. of 2017. Yeah, this is the one that happened in Wyoming. Sorry about that. Um, and it, it happened at 29 degrees Leo, which is Donald Trump's ascendant. Mm. So there was a total eclipse of the sun on his ascendant, which is the Leo aspect of his personality. Uh-huh. And he became the tyrannical king. Oh, right? boy, uh, like the shadow sides of Leo. That, those were the times then when he tried to extort the Ukraine for political gain. And um, and now, you know, that that was a part of his downfall hmm. were those were those things, because certainly there were there was plenty of opportunity for Donald Trump to win the 2020 election, but not with the magnitude of the different crimes and indiscretions that he had committed, including his abandonment of the coronavirus responsibility. Most people would say one of the reasons he lost on both sides has to be that he absolved himself of any responsibility for taking care of the health of the nation. So, Mm -hmm. you know, 
then when you lose and you have a total eclipse on your moon, that's really like a kick in the head because no Sagittarius horse puns there. Um, but it <laughs> to the head. <laughs> but it's sort of like a kick in the head because it says, oh, this goes into your belief system about your rightness. Your, you know, that you're so right all the time and oh. you're not. You're not. Oh, yeah. That's you're a not. hard pill to follow. There was no fraud, right? 80 judges, most of them Republican appointed. If there was going to be a conspiracy to steal the election, it would have been a Republican one because they actually had it. They had it in the bag. They could have stolen it, and they didn't. So that's how you know the election was completely clean and above board is because they let Joe Biden win. Yes, right. <laughs> we got that news on Monday. They that let Joe Biden win, and yeah. that's cool. That was cool to know. It's it's shocking to see that the presidency and also the the um the congressional branch of our government are both sort of willing to throw our democracy out the window. But thank God the judicial branch wasn't. Mm-hmm. That the judicial branch saved our democracy at least temporarily. Yeah. Well, judicial has and to. And I don't do mean to be so political, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Sagittarius, truth, 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 and the way that that's exactly. been resonating, right? And Venus also is still at one yes. degree Sagittarius. Venus is in Sag, so we have a lot of Sag energy right now, and it's good. It's powerful. It's um, it's really it's actually really incredible. Now, the fact that the total eclipse of the sun happened in a relative square to Neptune in yes. in Pisces is a little odd. I but, was going to um, talk to you about that. Yeah. yeah. That threw in some like murkiness a little bit or some confusion. I mean, we, we knew as far as the electoral college, it seemed pretty clear, but just on a personal level, maybe I, I wondered about that. Well, millions and millions of people are being misled. Okay. Million, yeah. Millions and millions of people are being misled about the truth. So that's one reason right. why. Right. There you have a Neptune square to Sagittarius. Ah. And Trump is actually going to suffer uh, Neptune square the sun and Neptune square the moon. Donald Trump was born in a full moon. So he's a Gemini um, with the moon in opposition to his chart because when he was born, it was the day of a full moon. He was born in the middle of the day when the sun was high in the sky and the moon was full that night the night that he was born. So um, that has its own special problems and issues as people with full moons in their chart try to integrate the alignment between that polarity, the opposition, what we call an opposition. But what I was first saying was that a transit planet, meaning where a planet is right now, Neptune, going to be square to Trump's sun and moon in 2021 and 2022 is going to be a lot of disillusionment, a lot of disillusionment coming up for Donald Trump. That sounds uncomfortable to say the least, especially to someone who is so rigid and, you know, kind of, uh, I mean, he has his own special type of magic. I think, I don't know what it is exactly, but it's there. And I think, 
taking that away, like, like dissolving that magic. I think that's what we're going to see is like the dissolve of his magnanimity or magnanimity, or I'm sorry, I don't know how to say that word, but him, you know, his, him being the leader, we're just seeing that all dissolve, even, even starting to see it now, as far as him not conceding still, it's just, you know, it's just so um, not concrete at all. We don't have he's, any. He's waning. He's a waning person and he's petty and he doesn't see that about himself. That's one of the really sad things about what we're witnessing in him is that he did lose. He's not conceding. And at the same time, he's willing to do something like plan an alternative inauguration for himself on the day of Joe Biden's inauguration or announce his 2024 run. Those are kinds of things that a petty person does. Someone who's very small. Um, yes. They, they can't be upstaged. They, they yes. always have to have the spotlight on them. Um, you know, and you, we witnessed that in the government with every psychophant that would mirror. Did you see those things with like Donald Trump would pick up a bottle of water to take a sip of water. And within five seconds, Mike Pence would pick up a bottle of water looking over at Trump and sip at the same time because he had to be like non-competitive, the perfect mirror, oh. almost, like a, almost like an external puppet of Trump. He had to turn himself wow. into that in order to stay in Trump's good graces because mm-hmm. Trump needs to be the center of attention at all times. There's no one that can upstage him. And of it's course. fascinating because that creates petty behavior. It makes oh, you yeah. a really small person because, you know, it's like a child, you know, mommy and daddy are having a conversation and the child decides that it's going to walk between the two of you. Hello. <laughs> I'm, yes. I'm here, <laughs> you know, and, and then subvert and, and, to like worse, you know, actions like grabbing your shirt and and right. and start kicking you and you know, correct, all of that. The and it's all of, it's all because none of us want to be ignored. None of us want to be ignored. We all want to know course. that people are paying attention to us and that 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 people think we're interesting and that somebody gives cares. Oops, somebody cares. Oops about us um (laughs) of course you know we all want that but as children we learn you know when we have good parenting someone comes over and says so and so is talking dear and it's okay you let them talk and you'll have your turn you know like it's first grade stuff that's really basic first grade stuff is Mm. You know, when we each get a turn to speak and well, you know, it's Joe Biden's turn (laughs) (laughs) to speak. I mean, yeah, even even speaking, I'm thinking like, I know we're doing dances over here. You can't see it. Um, Trump's the Gemini. So he's got that like that just need to talk, 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 be the person that has all the information and everyone's looking at them and using his voice any way he can, his mind any way he can, but that mind's going to get some um, confusion coming down the line. Yes. The Neptune, the Neptune square to Donald Trump is first going to represent what he's going to experience as betrayal. 
Um, and he's experiencing it already as betrayal of the party. He feels the mm-hmm. Republicans have betrayed him. So he's yeah. experiencing it as betrayal. But what it really is, is it's just Neptune doing its job. It, it's supposed to take down your ego. It's supposed to take your ego down a peg. And what's interesting, if you look, really look at his chart, is that um, he's 70 something years old and he's never had this alignment. He's never had Neptune square the sun moon axis. So oh, really? This the, yeah, this is the first time that this is happening to him. And um, wow. it, it, it's going to be interesting to watch the, the meltdown because it's going to be quite grand because um, you would think that, again, the shadow side of Sagittarius and Gemini will kick into overdrive. But again, he's, he's waning and he'll be of little significance within a year or two because the Neptune transit is probably going to you know, dissipate who he is. It's going to mm-hmm. take away so much of that power you were talking about before. Anyway, we did this huge political conversation and we have a few mm-hmm. minutes left. So I thought we could bring the conversation back around to, you know, the eclipse and how does it affect us personally? Like what do eclipses really mean? So mm-hmm. I had said that they bring energy in the direction of the Sagittarius part of your chart. That's sort right. of, you know, a number one thing, but what does that really mean for you as an individual? If you don't know your chart and you're just listening to our show and, and you're saying, you know, well, okay, where is that? Well, you look at the, the part of your chart where you feel like you have something to say socially, some part of the chart where you feel like you're, you can make a unique or creative stand on the social environment. That's what Sagittarius is. It's the, it's the fire sign of our social interaction with others, meaning the, the beliefs that we have about ourselves, Mm. Um, the way in which we create our identity socially begins with Sagittarius. So if that's about like where you make money or how you make money, then it's still about, what you believe about yourself. You believe that you're a medical doctor. So then therefore you create money socially because you believe you're a medical doctor. And if you look a little more closely at what is that social persona, the who am I socially? We all know like Mm -hmm. who we are maybe in our own private moments with ourselves. Um, And we maybe even know who we are in a moment with our husband or wife, but who are we socially is a place where you can really look because this eclipse activated that. Hmm. Who we are socially and what we have to say is so important. Um, I like that a lot. I I was thinking like the, the solar eclipse also had to do with um, listening to ourselves better too, as well. Like, really doing some quiet listening, kind of like you said about meditating. Um, I mean, it could be, you know, meditating on our beliefs. What do we believe to be true? What's going in our on in our lives um, that we want to change? That's another really good um, thing to do with a solar eclipse in Sagittarius. So I, I just, I, I, I do really like this energy a lot. It's a good time. It's been very good. It's positive, right? The one thing about yes. Sag that's beautiful is that it's optimistic, and we've been feeling a lot of optimism. 
I think relatively the number of of whatever Republicans on their side, I guess you would say, that are feeling really, truly angry and really believe the election was stolen. It's got to be small. They know it's not true. Mm-hmm. They know it's not true. When when Hillary Clinton lost, we all thought that that he stole it, too, with the help of the Russians and yada, yada. And you know what? You get over it. You get mm-hmm. over it. And if the elections are just fair, if no one actually is stealing them, then you just live another day to have another fight at the voting booth. Right. So, yeah. So for everybody who's been, you know, trying to do some inner work, some spiritual work, some spiritual truth, you know, welcome. Welcome to the show. And I hope that you find and continue to find the spiritual truth through the remainder of this year and moving into next year. And Christina and I have uh, one more show that we're doing this year. We're going to be taking off the week of New Year's, but we will be here next Wednesday, December the 23rd at 6 p.m. Pacific. And um, it's been a really great year, Christina. Thank you so much for, you know, having such a great year with the show and putting it back on the air and everything. It's been wonderful. Yeah, I am so grateful to be here. I really appreciate you inviting me on. I think that we've kind of made a journey through. So this is great. Perfect. So you can find Christina and I, if you want to have personal readings with us at sageofstars.com. You can find us on social media at Sage of Stars. You can also find out about learning astrology. We have remote classes where Christina is teaching the beginners with her kind and loving way. And I'm teaching the more advanced classes at the Los Angeles Astrology School.com, Los Angeles Astrology School. I hope everybody has a wonderful night and we will talk to you next Wednesday. Have a good night. Bye-bye.